Hey everybody, welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck, and I'm really excited we're here together again today. I have a special guest I can't wait for you to meet, but I also want to give you a heads up. I'm wearing my Set Free shirt, uh, which we do sell here at Crossroads. Uh, it's got to be one of the most popular shirts we've ever done. Uh, and you might be wondering, Chuck, are you pushing a shirt? No, I'm actually, get ready, I'm going to push a ministry, a place where people can find freedom, set free, uh, they can be set free and find freedom, and they can find community, and they can find love, and, and they can find value, and they can find uh, purpose in life. Uh, and so, you know, during this season uh, of the corona crisis, and I, I believe now without a doubt it's a very real crisis, uh, we're watching something occur that I want to highlight now and next week and the week after. And um, not the week after, next week. But here's what I want to tell you. Many, many people are high risk when it comes to the coronavirus. Uh, and we know that those people need to be more careful. It doesn't mean they're bad people. It doesn't mean they don't have value. It doesn't mean they aren't important because they are. Matter of fact, to many of us, they're so important. We want them to take care of themselves, extra care. But they're high risk. And, and because they're high risk, they've got to be more careful about what's happening in life around them. And, and so people, for instance, with high blood pressure or obese, or they have a, a pre-existing uh, illness that would make them prone uh, to something that would cause more devastation in their lungs. Uh, or maybe they, for instance, have a lowered immune system. Um, every one of those kinds of people, we would say, hey, be careful, be careful, be careful. Uh, there are some senior citizens in our church that I love. Uh, actually, I, there aren't just some. I love all our senior citizens. <laughs> okay, guys, <laughs> we don't edit this. Um, okay, I love all our senior <laughs> citizens, uh, but there are some I've been really concerned about, and a couple of them weren't taking the precautions I felt they should, but they're an adult, so they get to make the call. But I look at them and say, man, I love that person. I care about that person. Jesus, protect them, uh, because we're in a very real physical crisis with this pandemic. We knew it was coming, but we also know right now we're in a mental health crisis. Uh, depression has always been a problem. Matter of fact, it's been growing year by year by year, but the crisis made it worse. Anxiety has been growing to uh, off the charts numbers, especially in the next generation, but now we're watching the coronavirus make it worse. Uh, suicide is something that is just alarming to think about. Uh, and so what happened is we're beginning to watch people who I would say are high risk in mental health issues having to take more precaution. And that's what I want to talk to you about, an addictive behavior. It, it, it's, it's more difficult in this day and time to stay away from it. And so you have to take more precaution. And, and here's where the church comes in. We really come in wanting to make a difference. And that brings me uh, to my guest today. Um, Jennifer Felix actually heads up uh, two great areas of ministry here at Crossroads, disabilities and also our recovery and care ministry. And uh, which one of those is set free. Another would be uh, divorce care, uh, grief share. Oh, yeah, grief share, um, which, by the way, I don't, you probably knew this, but I was so excited. We have people in other states who are now joining the grief share ministry and, and have stayed with us and been cared for. Um, but Jennifer, uh, let's talk about Set Free. Tell people what Set Free is. And by the way, you're wearing the shirt. Yes, I am. I'm wearing the shirt. Well, first off, I want to say Set Free is an incredible ministry. And it is designed what we like to consider people come in for help, and it's an acronym. So it's they receive hope, encouragement, love, and prayer. Wow. That they're receiving connection in a deeper way to where 
they're connecting with Jesus. Obviously, he's the center of it, but then they're connecting with one another and being able to become vulnerable, share any kind of challenges, hurts, or struggles, and receive the, the encouragement, but then they get phone numbers towards not just a one day a week and that's all you get. It is a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week deal. Your anxiety and your depression doesn't just show up on Tuesdays, which is when we meet. It shows up every day. And, and so we want to be available for each other every day. Yeah, so you help people with anxiety, depression, addiction? Yes, absolutely. Right now we're seeing in 12-step uh, in a higher degree of individuals who are relapsing on drugs and on alcohol. It, the isolation has, is astronomical. I know that currently, as far as 12-step programs go, some of them never closed down, and so they just continued to meet outside. Because for them, it was a life or death. C coronavirus, to them, was, that was a chance. Getting, getting loaded and relapsing was a life or death. And so they chose to still meet. But I've also been to some meetings where they circle up at the end, and usually they're used to locking hands or putting their arms around yeah. each other to close in prayer, but they're not doing that. They're, they're remaining, they're keeping respectful with the social distancing. Some people are wearing masks, some people are not. But it's always very respectful because they respect the, the process that that program has to offer. And so I believe it's the same way inside of Set Free, is we respect the guidelines that, that are in place, but we can't do it to the extent to where then the cure becomes worse, that us just staying apart becomes worse, makes it worse. Yeah, and I think that's the key. Staying apart makes it way, way worse um, for everyone. But again, I would say if you're in a high-risk kind of setting, and that doesn't, again, mean you're bad. It's not a judgment thing. It's just knowing you and knowing who you are. Um, you know what? Staying, not being connected is is not a good thing. As a matter of fact, I, I get really concerned when I find out somebody's not connected. And then when I find out they're in a high-risk type setting, even more so. Right. Um, so uh, in Set Free right now, you guys are meeting on Tuesday nights virtually. Yes, we do Tuesday nights, and we also started a Saturday morning. So we do oh. a one-hour Saturday morning, and it's just an open share style support group. Now, what we're doing is I'm actually, I have me and a couple other people, we are intentionally going out to 12-step meetings, and we're inviting them in. And so we have, we've had somebody from uh, Philadelphia, we've had somebody from uh, Idaho, and he actually was just visiting a couple weeks ago, so I got to meet him because of a mutual friend. And so we're inviting them from the secular programs into Set Free with the goal that not only will they continue in their progress and recovery, but they're going to have an encounter with Jesus. Okay, I love that. Because that, yeah. Jesus is the ultimate solution. Oh, amen. Yeah, without a doubt. And, uh, you know, and one of the things we know is over the course of time, is the 12-step programs have proven to be effective if people put in the work. Oh, yes. You know, again, that's that's like anything else. Um, but the, they get the support. They get the care. One of the things that I know Set Free is known for is they don't get judged, right? Right. It's a non-judgmental atmosphere. Right. Well, the judgment... They don't get judged to the extent for their the struggle or the challenge that they have, but they do receive accountability. So if you're not doing anything, that's not okay. You, you can't do nothing and then expect to receive the benefits that the, is there. Like if you don't work the steps, you're not going to receive the benefits from mm -hmm. the steps. One of the cliches is some people come around with the, they loiter with the intent to recover. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so it is how are you actively participating in your own recovery? Because you can drink, you, know, you lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink it. And so, but it's holding them accountable and saying, what are you doing and what are you not doing? 
and it's getting right down to the core of it and not allowing denial, excuses, manipulation to then take a hold to where they can continue down the path and then in, in simplest terms is continue to snivel about their circumstances when they're doing nothing to change them. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, what's so um, interesting and, and um, again, not would be, there's a, accountability is healthy. Judgment, being judgmental right. uh, is not, because it's not going to create the atmosphere for change or honesty. Um, but one of the things that can be really uh, um, hard for someone who has an addiction, and I know you would know this is better than me maybe, is you have so many of those, um, what uh, Dr. Carolyn Leaf called toxic thoughts or toxic attitudes of denial. Right. You know, it's not as bad as you think it is. I don't have a drinking problem. Uh, I, um, I I can stop anytime I want, and yet they've never been able to stop. Um, then the, you couple that with lying because it, they cover up. They try to lot, not let anybody know. And that becomes a lifestyle uh, that they have to break out of. So to me, set free is also getting rid of the toxic thinking and the toxic attitudes. That becomes critical because an addict will change addictions. And they can take a healthy activity and turn it into an unhealthy behavior. So everybody has to eat. And I'm not saying you know, for those who have an eating disorder, that's obviously a totally separate uh, challenge for them. But you have somebody who's addicted to drugs that then gets clean, that now all of a sudden they're eating all the time, not eating all the time, going to the gym all the time. And all those things are healthy activities. But if it's done in excess, it can turn into an unhealthy behavior. So they've just changed one drug for another. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think that's a kind of a danger that that all of us face, to be honest, because right. <laughs> I, I have things I use to cope that aren't healthy. Uh, and, you know, and, and when the more I do it, the more it's harder to stop. And right. uh, with any other addiction, the more I need. You know, it's obviously one of the signs of addiction. You always need more, then you need more, then you need more. Right. And uh, that's where the, the end result gets to be really scary. Well, the uh, one is too many and a thousand is never enough. Oh, Yeah. And, and that's why the, it's so important that you don't pick up. It's not the 10th or the 20th or the 100th one that kills you. It's the first one. Yeah, that's very insightful. And then something thing I, I've heard from other people who struggle with some of these things, they said, you know, they, they think about it all the time. They can't seem to shut it off. Have you, um, and Set Free, I think, is a place where we can teach people to shut it off. It takes a lot of work. It, is, it takes a lot of intentionality, and it can happen. And it does happen for those who put the work in. Now, I know for me personally, when I go in, I don't go in with it saying I have all the answers, but I know who does. Yeah. I know who does. And so in those times in which those thoughts come, it becomes ever more critical to lean into God more in your prayer life and your reading scripture and meditation. All those things become huge. But it's also back in the day, we'd call it picking up the thousand pound weight of the phone, you know, because you have to dial the number yeah, in order yeah. for it to ring. Now it's just shoot the text or, or make the phone call, but it's connecting with somebody and just sharing with them where you're at in that moment. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I love about Set Free is it's going to be a true community, right. a true family that's going to come together to help each other. And so you meet on Tuesdays, and um, you do some speaking and teaching, and then there's breakouts, right? right? Yes, we have uh, the guys' breakout is just one group right now. And they love it as one big group. And they've had some watch parties. They have another watch party planned, I believe, for next week. There's currently two to three female groups. We sometimes have to combine them if the facilitator of the group is unable to make it on a Tuesday night. But we just create the breakout sessions inside of Zoom, and they all go to their groups. And then I'm usually the one who stays in the main group. So if people get kicked out, I can put them back in. If they come in late, then I can put them back in their group. 
or in their appropriate group. And they just love it. A lot of them are going till 9 o'clock. And what's even more fascinating is a guy's group typically goes longer than the girls. Okay, that is cool. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just think that's kind of cool to hear. Yeah, and, and then it's a place of confidentiality. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's one of those things which what's shared here stays here. Now, I do make it very clear. If somebody is a threat to themselves or someone else, that a break of confidentiality will happen. Oh, yeah. Without, and by yes. the way... Um, just for everyone to know, confidentiality doesn't mean that we don't uh, let anybody harm themselves or hurt themselves. We're not going to do that. And they can't harm or hurt others. Right. Um, especially abusively. Right. Uh, and so, but, but the, their name isn't going to get shared unless they choose to share it as far as outside of the group that right. they attend and uh, their problem and what they share about their problem is going to stay within the group. Yeah. That's the idea of just it being anonymous and in 12 step, that's why they just use first name. And they don't use last name, so it's anonymous. And that way, and even with people's position, it doesn't matter if you're a doctor, or a lawyer, or a garbage uh, man person, uh, just whatever you do, in those rooms, it levels the playing field. Mm. Yeah, yeah, which is so cool. Really, really cool. Um, so you've had your own personal battle, oh, yes. which makes, uh, makes it even better for you to be a part of this ministry. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, I have history with physical and sexual abuse in and outside of the church. I have, a, I don't like using the word experience, but with drug addiction and, and getting highly addicted to cocaine. And uh, married, a, uh, my first husband, I married a justice of the peace when he was still in prison. So, oh. so didn't make some wise decisions. Those were the pre-Jesus days. And, uh, and, and so there are, th are thoughts when you, I have 25 years clean now, and that's, I was introduced to 12 step when I was 15. And my age now clearly shows that relapse is a part of my story. Okay. <laughs> I didn't stay, didn't stay clean. But I understand the concept of more never being enough. My problem is, is the need for more. I remember one time being at Disneyland, and, and I'll share this because it involves Pam, who I love dearly. Yeah, okay. And I remember going into the Ghirardelli store, and I walked out after spending $100 and looked at her and said, please don't ever let me walk in that store again. <laughs> <laughs> because I just am like, well, they're just little tiny candies, and I need enough to last me months. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is they don't last months. Like, it lasts like days. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. And, and so it's just being aware of things like that, and I know that for me, Anything can become an addiction, just anything. Mm -hmm. And so getting on a treadmill can become an addiction, and, and, and then it's wrapped up in a nice little bow tie of, under the umbrella of it's healthy. But if, you're, if it's used as a behavior to act out, then it's not healthy. And so it's, I'm constantly aware of those things and saying, what am I doing today that's healthy or not healthy and what needs to change or be adjusted? And then when I'm sharing with people and I'm listening to people, I can listen better with a critical ear and a critical eye and knowing what it is they're engaging in. And then a common question is, is what are you running from? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, I ask it every single day of myself. What am I running from? Who am I running from? And wow. just having to live in the present in the moment is probably one of the most challenging things, I think, for anybody. But for the addict, it's always what's the next fix? You're always looking at what's the next one. And so getting to live in the moment is critical. And, and even for me, it's just life circumstances happen that can t send you into a tailspin. Yeah, um, um, there's lots of different ways to do counseling. Um, and my go-to is called Mindfulness Cognitive Behavioral uh, Therapy. 
so when I have someone in counseling. And the whole idea of mindfulness is, and a better term, centered prayer. But it's about stopping everything and being with God in the moment. And then um, now I'm just going to be aware of God. I'm going to be aware of his presence. I'm not going to worry about the future. I'm not going to be plagued by the past. And, and it is hard on people. Yes. You know, that is so hard for them to do. But the ones who do the work, and I'm going to go back to that, what you used even, they end up getting the results. And the results are incredible, like awe-inspiring, uh, miraculous even. It was just recommended to me. So this is a personal uh, admission, per se, is to do what's called the 478 breathing. And I just started doing it. And I got to be honest, I feel a little goofy. When <laughs> it feels, you know, and it, I just started doing it just, in fact, just yesterday. And, and it is different. But I can see that it takes some very much intentionality and commitment. And then, and then even reading a little bit up on it, it tells you that you should do it at least twice a day. And not do more than, say, two rounds of it when you're first starting because you could get dizzy. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So it's just, but it helps center you to put you back in that moment. And it's supposed to help with anxiety, help with depression, mm -hmm. help with, uh, yeah, just all kinds of mental health challenges. Yeah, Dr. Carolyn Leaf, and I know you got to hear her too, which she just right. keeps blowing our minds. But, you know, she would say that, it, you know, um, twice a day for 21 days and then re-up it and then re-up it again. Uh, and then that's when your brain will actually begin to change because so much what you've been saying is like if I have an addictive uh, a bent, it's a lot of it's neurological. So I may be using it on alcohol, but I might stop the alcohol and turn and use it on food. Well, right. the brain's still functioning the same at that point. And so at some point you got to change your brain. And the only way to change your brain is by really calming your brain, getting in the moment, doing healthier things like you're talking about and doing it twice a day for 21 days. Well, we just at Set Free had Carlos Whitaker yes. come here, and that was exciting. And what that it reminds me of, and again, it's a personal journey for me, is the idea of killing the spider. So many oftentimes we treat the cobwebs, and the cobwebs are the drugs, the alcohol, even the anxiety, the depression, all that. And I'm not saying there's not a medical condition that would deem a diagnosis, but so oftentimes we treat the symptom and put a Band-Aid over it and never get at the core of it. So then it is... What's each person's spider? What's the core of what's going on? And I think that feeds into the, the change of the brain that needs to occur because otherwise you're stuck in a vicious cycle of, of going from one addiction to the other or some days you're in a, on a peak and everything's fantastic and other days you're in a valley and you have no idea why. Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. And by the way, for everyone to know, Carlos, Carlos Whitaker's uh, Set Free Talk is on your YouTube channel, yes. right? Yes, it is. Yeah. And it, yes, it was a blessing. We just had that a couple weeks ago. And um, last week, as a matter of fact, it made me start to th stop to think, what cobwebs do I have in my own life? Mm -hmm. And I think that it would just be good for anybody. And then saying, what, what are the core things? And when you start getting at the core things, it, it takes... You can't do it apart from having the support of God. Oh, amen. You can't do it. Yeah, and one of the things I, I know Carlos Whitaker brings out, at least in times that he's, I've heard him speak and talk, is that at one point he was getting help. Yes. But, and he was getting better, but he wasn't getting free. Right. And it was when he actually got Christian counseling and, and started applying, you know, allowing Jesus to take over, then he went to complete healing which I just think is so incredible. He did touch on that in the talk that in the, what he shared with us. And he asked his therapist, how long do I have to keep coming? He's not opposed to counseling or therapy at all. 
but it's kind of like you can go say like 95%, but you can't get that other 5% without going straight to Jesus. Yep. And I think that is so true. And that's why though, by the way, in my mind, you need to connect with Jesus, but you need to connect with a Christian community right. like Set Free. And, and it's not either or because God created us to need others. And, you know, in our weaknesses, coming and being able to share our weakness, we can find his strength, right? Yes. Uh, Set Free is really an amazing place where you get the, the best of both worlds. You're going you're gonna to have your immediate need attended to, which is obviously if you're doing drugs, you need to stop. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Right? If you're an alcoholic, you got to stop drinking. So the immediate need is what you're experiencing in the moment, but you get the spiritual need. And that is immediate, and that is, and even if you need it in the immediacy, but you might not hear it until the immediate need of, of stopping drugs, stopping drinking, stopping the pornography, whatever it is that's going on, then you're going to be better able to, to hear and listen from others as well as be in tune with God and what he desires for you. Amen, amen. So uh, if someone wanted to become a part of Set Free, what should they do? Well, there's so many different options. We have an Instagram, which is just Crossroads Set Free. We have a Facebook page, Crossroads Set Free. They can obviously email me anytime. Subscribe on our YouTube channel. We'd love, we always have the links up in there to join our, our groups. There's links on the webpage at crossroadschurch.com. So we have Set Free groups, and there's a link. They just click it for Tuesday night, and they can join. And Saturday morning, they click it, and it's from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. So lots of ways to get involved. Yes. Uh, probably the two easiest, crossroadschurch.com. Right. And then you'll be able to find it. Or, and tell us your email. Uh, Jennifer at crossroadschurch.com. Yep. So crossroadschurch.com. You want to remember that. Crossroadschurch.com. Jennifer at crossroadschurch.com to email or go to our webpage. No matter how you come, someone's going to get back to you. Someone will care about you because you matter to God. You matter to us. And we want you to be a part of that. You know, when I think about this whole topic, I think about what happened when Jesus in Matthew chapter 9 saw people coming, crowds coming, crowds coming. Yeah. And it says, seeing the people. And I, that, I don't know about Jennifer, that gets me. Like the yeah. first three words, seeing the people. He saw them. He, he looked at them. He, he took time to give them his attention. It says he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. So interesting. He saw and he didn't condemn. Right. You know, he saw and had compassion and he saw their need. He saw what was going on in their hearts and, and he cared, he cared, he cared. And uh, by the way, if you're watching right now, that, that applies to you. Jesus sees you. He doesn't want to condemn you. He wants to show compassion to you and uh, he wants you to get help. And if you uh, aren't aware of it, you can get help. Uh, if you're not sure that you can make it on your own, um, guess what? You can't. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you flat out, you can't. Because you can't. You need people. You need a community. And uh, right now, um, you may not need it in, as badly in this moment as could come up in October or November. But what I'd say, if you feel it even a little, then right now, come be with us. Right now, while you have the strength to make the decision, jump in with us. So CrossroadsChurch.com or Jennifer at CrossroadsChurch.com. And, uh, you know, we're going to get back to you and, and show love to you. And, and we just want to do that. If you know of somebody who has a need, uh, they're going to have to reach out. I mean, they need to do it on their own because if they don't, it doesn't work. Right. But, but tell them about Set Free. Encourage them to at least try. At least take a step. At least send the text. Send the email. Do something. And let us try to help them get there. So, Jennifer, thank you for being yes. with me today. Well, thank you very much, Pastor Chuck.
and it's always fun. And by the way, Jennifer does go to my uh, Disneyland with my wife Pam. Uh, they used to go very often. <laughs> Not as much right now, which is saving me a ton of money. Just thought I'd tell you that. So anyway, uh, till we meet again, till we're together again, I just want God to bless you, watch over you. And uh, you know what? We want to make sure that you are finding the love of Christ in real, real ways. Uh, don't forget, uh, Church Sunday, uh, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday night is going to be the last of how to be filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, although you can always watch those again. Uh, and then uh, we are going to have um, an, uh, the ending of our Get in the Game series on Sunday. Then we're going to kick off two brand new series. One's called Best of the Best. I've reached out to some of my friends who are some of the best preachers I know and asked them to preach a sermon for a crossroads that is the best sermon they've ever preached. And uh, we're going to open up with two maybe three uh, that I cannot wait for you to hear. It's going to be really, really good. And then we study Isaiah. Oh my goodness, I could not be more excited about that. All the work, all the time, all the effort put in to get us to this point, and we're almost here. And so uh, if you don't have an Isaiah journal yet, we're almost on the countdown of being too late to get one. Go to Amazon or AmazonChurch.com. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now Amazon.com, search Chuck Poor, and you can get your Isaiah journal. And do it with friends. Uh, do it with friends and do it with family, and, and we'd love for you to do that. So get a journal, listen to the message, and meet with other people. That's how to get the most out of it. So best of the best, Isaiah's coming. Can't wait. God bless you guys, and until we meet again.